If you've struggled to understand how healthy nutrition and fitness that creates results can be easy, today I've got a great guest who's going to walk us through it. So let's get started. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm Lisa Carpenter, master life coach to driven, ambitious humans who want more out of life without having to sacrifice themselves to achieve it. I'll share how it's possible to slow down, take better care of yourself, find more peace and ease, create sustainable energy, stop procrastination and overwhelm, and fall in love with your life, your business, and your body. This podcast is for you if you're ready to learn what it takes to thrive as a high performer, do less, but achieve more, make you and your well-being a top priority, and create your extraordinary life. I'm so glad you're here. So in today's episode, I brought in my good friend, Jose Perez. Now, Jose is an online fitness and meal prep coach, and he works with men and women from around the globe who are busy individuals. These are people who do not have time to waste. They don't even necessarily have an hour to get to the gym, not to mention the in and out time. And he really supports them in making this kind of healthy lifestyle easy to manage in the most simplest way. So we dive into a whole bunch of stuff in this episode, but primarily we really get into fitness in a fast paced digital world and how to navigate it so you can feel your best. So sit back, enjoy the conversation. I hope you fall in love with him as much as I have and don't hesitate to reach out to him. You can find him at bespokestrength.com and I will put all of his details in the show notes to make it super easy for you to locate him. Hey, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And I have a really special guest on today. I have been so blessed in my life to meet the most amazing humans. Um, And when I decided to get back on the stage with the WBFF, gosh, what was that in 20, was supposed to be 2020, I think is when I connected with Jose's wife, Jen. So I'm going to, Jose, hey, Jose and I are going to be talking today. Um, And I had the pleasure of meeting him when we went to Vegas. What was that? 2021, Jose? Was that 20? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. 2021. It couldn't have been 2020. It had to be 2020. Had to be 2021. Yeah. So Jen and I started connecting. We were getting ready to go into the show in 2020, got canceled. And then we stayed connected and and met up in Vegas. It was like we we were committed that we were going to get on stage together. And that's when I had the pleasure of really connecting and meeting you. And Jose, who I'm going to have introduce himself in a moment, he became like my honorary, like my adopted show husband because I was there all by myself and you were just so helpful and so kind. And we hit it off right away, jamming about business and all things health. And we've been talking a long time about having you on the podcast so we could talk about some of these topics. So I'm super excited that we finally made it happen, Uh, but you've had lots of things going on in your life. So before we dive into all of this, can you tell everybody who you actually are? Because you're not actually my adopted husband. Who are you? What do you do? Let's jump into it. So my name is Jose Perez. I am a personal trainer slash fitness, online fitness coach. And I also do uh, meal prep coaching as well. 
Um, I've been working in the fitness industry for the past 16 years now. It's my second career. I started out as a property manager, quit that job, took it to your hiatus, and then fell into fitness. Um, I was fortunate to be around the right people at the right time, and they steered me in the right direction. And here I am. Um, it's, it's interesting to me because I feel as though I probably wouldn't even have met you because I wouldn't have met my wife if I hadn't made, if I hadn't taken, uh, made that decision to leave my old job. So, um, the universe has brought me here. Right. How did you fall into fitness? How did that happen from property management into fitness? So, um, when I left property management, I was 180, no, I was 190 pounds. And it's a lot for a little dude like me because uh, I'm only 5'3". Wow. So I was, I was very stressed out at work. And I had, at that point, I had realized that I didn't, this, not, this isn't what I wanted to do. That same time, my brother had passed away. Mm. I was 32 years old. My brother was 42. Wow. And I realized that if like, it really hit me that life is very short and you cannot be doing things that you are not happy with. So I just decided to quit my job. Um, at the time, I was being groomed. I was supposed to take over the division that I worked for. And at my company, my specialty was taking like buildings that were in, in the red and bringing them back into the black. Like if it was, it, because I manage co-ops and condos, it's, it's basically run as a business, it's a corporation. So whenever there was a building that was in trouble, they'd be like, oh, give it to Jose. He'll fix that in a few months. He'll fix it. Give him like a year and he'll have it back in, in the black. And not that I'm some wizard or anything. I just use common sense. It's, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not that smart. I'm a moron actually. But they, they were grooming me to take over my, uh, my division and when I decided to quit, I walked into my boss's office and I was like, hey, we have to talk. And he knew immediately why I walked into his office. And the first thing out of his mouth was like, no, you're not. And I was like, I have to, I can't mm -hmm. do this. And I just realized, you know, especially again, as my brother, when my brother passed away, I just realized that life was too short. I was not happy. This, I was not the guy to sit behind a desk. And I knew, I didn't know what I was going to do but I knew it wasn't going to be property management. So I took, I had saved up for a year because I plan, I plan everything. And I, everything that I do is I make, I take strategic and uh, calculated risks. And so I planned for a year. I planned for a year's worth of bills and car payments and everything. And I was just going to take a year off and not work. When I quit my job because of certain um, events that came up, I was able to take two years off. So I took a two-year hiatus, and on my last day at the job, I drove back into Brooklyn, and my first stop was at the gym. Mm. And I said, I'm going to take care of myself. Because I'd been an athlete my whole life, and I had trained my whole life, but like the, the last couple of years, because of my job and the stress and everything, it just completely consumed me and took over my life. And I decided that like I was not going to do things that I didn't enjoy anymore, and I was definitely going to be on top of my health again. And the first stop I made when I got back to Brooklyn after I quit my job was signed up for the gym. The next morning I was in there at 6 a.m. Wow. Um, so what happened was I, I met this guy, his name was Phil, Phil the bus driver. 
I grew up in a I grew up in a Brooklyn neighborhood, and it was a, a, a an Italian and Irish neighborhood. But the kind of neighborhood that I grew up in was very blue collar. So your name, you were basically you were associated with who your father was or what your job was. So like my father was Jose the Boilerman. My friend's father was Pete the Plumber. Um, I was Jose the Boilerman's kid. I was never just Jose. I was Jose the Boilerman's kid. My wife was Ramona. She wasn't Jose's, uh, the Boilerman's wife. She was like Ramona. She had her own thing. But um, so I met this guy. His name was Phil. And he was Phil the bus driver. And um, Phil and I used to train together every morning. And, you know, when I got back into the gym, I started reading my muscle mags, you know, my, my muscle and fitness muscle mag. I started like looking for programs and researching and this, that, and the other and learning about periodization and just training and just exercise science. And I really wasn't like looking into it just to, um, because I wanted to be a trainer. I was just wanted to really get into training again. And I was just diving in head first. Two years go by. And at the second year of me being on hiatus, I was like, you know, Phil, it's like the second summer and I need to get a job. Like I can't do this anymore. And the money that I have is running out. But I don't know, at that moment, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And he said, you should become a trainer. And I was mm. like, the hell do I know about training? And he's like, well, all of the programs that we've been doing for the past two years, you're the one that comes in here with them. He's like, every geek that comes in here that doesn't know how to do anything, you go over and then you help them. You might as well get paid for it. So at the time I had a friend, um, who was the general manager at a gym in Manhattan. And I asked him, I said, hey, do you think you can get me a job at your gym? And he's like, I can put you right in front of the PT manager. I went in one morning, sat down with the PT manager. That afternoon, I was at headquarters, filling out my paperwork, went home, got a change of clothes, went back into the city. And I started my job that day, August 25th, 2004. Wow. Yeah, right? 2004. And um, yeah. I've never looked back. I am. And I never looked back. I just, I put my foot on the gas. I was in the gym. The gym opened at six. I was at the gym by like 5.30 and I would stay till closing. And it was rough, like in the beginning, because, you know, you have to prospect. They don't give you clients. You have to go around and be like, hi, I'm Jose. Can I help you with this? Can I help you with that? And, you know, there were many nights, there were long train rides back into Brooklyn where I was just like, wow, I made no money today. Yeah. And I had to stick wow. with it. Well, what I love about this is, you know, you made a decision about your life. Yes. Like you decided, you decided this isn't working for me. I'm not happy. Life is too short. And then you just followed the next breadcrumb, not really knowing where it was going to lead, but you really decided to make yourself a priority and your health a priority. And now it's mm -hmm. turned into this amazing career. And I think that that is something that so many people don't understand, like nothing changes in your life until you decide. And a decision is a decision. <laughs> like It's not a like, oh, maybe it's that you decide and then you take one step forward in the direction that supports that decision can't waffle on it. So, so you kind of fell into fitness, you built your, you built your business. You guys have recently moved to, um, Belize. I was going to say Costa Rica. I'm like, it's not Costa Rica. It's Belize. You literally like you and Jen packed up your life 
all the boxes, shipped it, moved to Belize, and you've moved your entire business online. And you grew a really successful business being in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when COVID, the, the plan, our, our plan was always to be in this setting and to end up in this setting. And I had been building up an online business as well. But when COVID hit, everything went virtual. Yes. And then when everything, so I was doing like the, basically the sessions that I was doing in the gym, I was just doing them via Zoom. And um, the interesting thing is that when, um, when they said that we were two weeks behind Italy, when, you know, and, and, and I saw what, what was happening in Italy, that they were completely shut down. I started telling my clients, I was like, listen, if we get shut down, we're going to go virtual. We're going to do everything on FaceTime. And that day I ordered like a bunch of resistance bands and stuff from Rogue and started handing them out to my clients. Wow. And about a week before the shutdown, because then it really started getting really crazy. And a week before the shutdown, I asked my guys, um, I was like, what do you think we should do? Do you think we should pull everybody out and just like train them virtually at home for a little while? Or should we just stay and then just wait it out? They were like, no, let's pull them out. A week before the New York shut the New York shutdown, we had already started. We had pulled everybody out. By the time New York shut down, we were already a week into virtual training, and my clients had already ordered their dumbbells and their gym equipment and blah 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 blah. They had already started ordering their stuff. Amazing. So when COVID hit like that and everything completely shut down, like we were just we didn't miss a beat. And then when everything started opening back up, everyone basically stayed either virtual or they did a hybrid because right. it was very convenient. And that was the blessing that came from COVID. So I like to joke that I was like, I literally am one of the OG users of Zoom. Like I was on Zoom when nobody knew what Zoom was, right? Now Zoom is like Kleenex. It's like a brand everybody knows. I should have bought stocks back then. Right. And there were so many different industries that were like, oh, I could never be virtual. I could never do it virtually. And I, you know, I had a meeting with my naturopathic doctor yesterday virtually. And that was a huge no-no back in the day. And fitness and personal training, people are like, how would you ever do that virtually? Yet I've been working with my coach virtually. And it's really opened the door of convenience. So the people who were smart enough to jump on it and get ahead of it really set the trend for what was possible. And humans are so great at adapting and it's now allowed you to live wherever you want to live and still work with your clients and they can be wherever they are in the world. I have clients all around the world. You have clients all around the world. So can you talk to people a little bit about what virtual training is like for them, especially for people who are, cause I know you really work with a lot of, um, like C-suite, professional people, but they're busy. They don't have a lot of time. How virtual training works for people and how effective it can be at hitting their goals. So first and foremost, when, whenever I sit down with someone for the first time and we start discussing training, I say to them, what is the most valuable commodity? What's, what's most valuable to you? Aside from your family, what is the most valuable thing that you have? And they'll sit and they'll think and they'll think and they'll think and they'll think and they'll like, I don't know. And I tell them your time. Virtual training and coupled with my style of training and, 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 and the modality that I, that I, that I my, and my approach gives you back your time. 
So case in point, I'm yesterday I'm training a uh, one of my clients. He's a restaurateur in New York City. Busy guy. He's expanding his business. He's got a he's got a restaurant. He's got a, a store in in Nashville. He's opening up in Dallas. He's in Chicago. He's opening in Boston, and he's got like five in New York City. Travels a lot, but loves to train. Trained him in the morning, and after I was done training him in the morning, he was able to see his kids off to school. Right. This is the thing, right? You open your computer, you do your session, you finish and you're back in your life. You don't even have to leave your house. Not that I love training at my house during COVID. That was so horrible for me because otherwise I never leave my house, but it is so convenient for people who are busy. Like you take out a good hour, you know, driving there, driving home, showering, all that kind of stuff. Like that gets completely eliminated. And you know, for anybody who is trying to play at the top of their game, you cannot create the success that you want for yourself at that level if you're not taking care of your health. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? No, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 harder to move through life when you're not in shape and you're not taking care of yourself. It's it's a lot easier to just to take care of yourself, but it's just like even. Like recently, like just me personally, like I've making I've made a decision to get up in the morning and go for walks with my wife on the beach at 6 a.m. It's a 20-minute walk that we go for. I started on Monday. Today's Wednesday, but I have to tell you, I feel better doing that. I get more accomplished when I do that because I'm taking care of myself. The first light that I see, we, we, we never turn on the lights. We basically just like keep everything dark. And the first light that we see is the light from outside. And I can't tell you how good that has been making me feel, mentally, physically, everything. Um, when you are trying to get to the top of whatever industry, whatever it is that you're trying to do, everything has to be, has to be firing on all cylinders. You're not gonna be able to succeed if, if, if your especially if your health is bad, because then you can't get out of bed and you're sluggish and your thinking is more like, it has to be on point and training really, really prepares you for life. You know, that was something that I really found in my business. When I started working with my coach again, so I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, like you, and I've always been a gym goer. But when I got really serious about my training and hired a coach and like you, like I was a personal trainer for years, like I know how to set up programs and progressive. I know all that stuff. When I stopped doing it for myself and hired someone to guide me, every single thing that I was doing in the gym transferred directly into how I was showing up in my business. When I am serious in the gym, my energy in my business mimics what's happening with my training. And obviously there's lots of different layers to this. And what I see so many people doing is like, well, when I get successful, when I'm making the money, when, when I have more time, then I'll take care of my health. But because they're not taking care of their health, they're not actually creating the results that they want in their life or their business or being the parents that they want to be to their kids or the partners that they want to be to their spouses. It, it just... Everything it's 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 all chaos, you know. And there's no there's no. I found that when 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 people are trying to get somewhere and they don't 
Training gives you a plan, right? And it gives you a structure. And you follow this plan and this progressive overload and you write down what it is that you're doing. You write down if you had a good day, you had a bad day. All of that translates into your life. Those become habits that you take into your everyday life. And when you structure everything in your life, I, like me personally, I get up, I make the bed. If there's a dish in the sink, I wash it. Some might say that it's a little OCD, but the thing is, is that I like order and structure. And if it wasn't because of that, I don't think I'd be sitting here in Belize with a business. That's the thing, because you can't train without order and structure. Well, you can, but you're not going to get results. Get the results. <laughs> you're not going to get results. And I think that that is so important. And it's, you know, talk to people about what this can look like, because, you know, we got the gram these days. Oh, God help me. Right. With all the fancy all the fancy exercises, the holding the BOSU above your head while you're doing lunges and twists and throwing things in the air. Um, and we make it so much more complicated than it needs to be. And not everybody who's following me, me needs to train like me. Like, I don't expect people to be going into the gym for 60 minutes a day, training like a bodybuilder. Like I'm an athlete. I'm training for a very specific outcome. I'm not just like entrepreneur wants to get in shape, wants to feel better. I have a very specific goal. So can you talk to people about what this can look like and break down kind of some of the myths, the like bullshittery that you see out there that is driving you crazy around what can actually happen for people and what this can look like? So piggybacking off what you just said, a lot of times people think I just don't have the time to train. One of the first things that everybody says, I don't have the time to train, I don't have the time to train. You can get a decent amount of work done within 25 to 30 minutes. A lot of times when I see things on the, on, on the internet and, and on the gram and everything, it's just like, you see like, you know, do this workout, 15 minutes, blah, 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 and then you're done. And that's, that's fine. You know, you do like five uh, deadlifts and five overhead presses and, five burpees and do that for 15 minutes straight. And that's all well and good. But there is a way that you can get a serious, well thought out program completed within 30 minutes. Case in point, right now, my current program, because I test out all of the programs that I, that I put together for the clients. I take them through the run through and I, I, I see what works and what doesn't work. I set a clock for 30 minutes. And I basically go through three movements. And right now I'm doing a body part split. I'm doing like it, like a like just, you know, today's legs, to, 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 tomorrow's a push, tomorrow's a pull, legs again. But I set the clock for 30 minutes. I have my I have my my protocol, um, my reps, my sets, everything that I'm going that, that I need to get done. And I get it done within 28 minutes. But 30 minutes is my cap. Um, there's progressive overload. There are, um, you know, we add sets, we add reps, or you add your, you, or you add weight. Um, I use a lot of time protocols as well. So like every minute on the minute, um, 30 seconds of work, 40 seconds of rest. There are ways to get these things in and with smart training as well. So the excuse that people make that there's no time, that I don't have the time is like, there's a program out there for you. Like our program is out there for you. Right. And you can get things done in 
25 to 30 minutes right. with good programming that will get you results. Well, when somebody says they don't have time, what they're really saying is I don't care enough about myself to make the time for me. They're not sure, sure. willing to give themselves 30 minutes a day. And that exactly. speaks to a larger problem about where you're fitting in your life, because basically you're saying everything else above me gets priority and I don't even have 30 minutes a day. And I think that that's a question that people need to ask themselves. Like if you don't, if you genuinely don't think you have 30 minutes a day, what is that saying about the relationship you're having with yourself, which speaks volumes around the things that, you know, you and I have jammed about in Voxer and on Instagram, which I think you're a great person to have this conversation with around the lack of personal responsibility we see in the world around our health, this kind of, you know, and I'm all for modern medicine and naturopathic. I'm all for all the things. It's all well and good, but it's not there as a, like, I get to do whatever I want because I got this band-aid or this pill or this potion over here that's going to fix where I'm not being responsible for my own health. And we really saw this during the pandemic because yeah. I mean, the data showed people who are not caring for their health, who were overweight, who weren't mentally well. And I personally believe, you know, training helps to keep us mentally well. Um, they were at higher risk for death and long-term illness. So why do you believe that so few people want to take responsibility for their health? Like, what's your thoughts around this? I, I, I think, again, I, I think they just, people make, people make things a lot bigger than they need to, make it more difficult than it needs to be. This isn't rocket science. This isn't, you know, I'm, I'm just asking you to do 30, 25 to 30 minutes a day. And I'm not even asking you to do anything crazy. You know, it's 25 to 30 minutes a day. It's really not that difficult. Oh, I can't, I, you know, I, food prep is difficult. No, it's not. Like, you know, I, eating, eating, eating clean and it's, I just can't do it. It's just so hard. Like, no, it's not. You know, it's funny because I say to people, you have to eat anyways. Like it, you have to eat. You yeah. have to put something in your mouth. So why do people make it so hard to eat healthier? It's again, it doesn't have to be rocket science. And, you know, I, when I was competing, like, oh God, over 20 years ago, there would, you couldn't buy like broccoli, not that I like broccoli, but you couldn't buy like broccoli chopped up in a bag even. So even for those people who are really like, I don't want to cut up my vegetables, you can literally buy everything pre-done. You can even buy chicken at Costco now cooked and cut up in a bag. There is literally no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. I, one, I had one client who was like, oh, it's so difficult, especially at work, especially it's so, it's so hard and, stuff like, and I don't cook and this, that, and the other. I went to Trader Joe's and bought a week's worth of food, pre-made chicken, um, wraps, frozen rice. Um, they, they, they had this uh, pre-made um, sirloin, uh, sirloin, beef sirloin, like in a package um, that had like six servings in it. Um, I got them uh, turkey burger patties. I said the, the, the brown rice, um, frozen vegetables. And I, because I first asked him, I said, you have a refrigerator and, 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 and a microwave in your office? He's like, yeah. Went shopping, showed up at his office. And I'm like, here's your food. 
All you have to do now, you don't even have to cook it. You just have to, and I, and I got him a Pyrex bowl. I said, you take your food, you put it in your bowl and you put it in, 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 in the microwave and you heat it up. Right. It's, it's simple. It's so, it's so simple. There's, there's, that's one of the strategies that I use with people um, when they say like, it's really, really difficult. I call it the Alec hack. Alec is my nephew. And Alec, when he's not staying at his girlfriend's house, he's at my mom's house. And he, Alec doesn't cook at my mom's house because my mom always yells at him because he makes a mess. So what Alec decided to do was just to go to Trader Joe's he bought himself a college uh, dorm refrigerator, put it in his room, and he goes to Trader Joe's and he gets everything that he needs. He gets his frozen rice, he gets his bread, he gets all of his cooked meats, and then he just takes his stuff and he heats it up. And I was like, that is a great strategy for people that try to tell me that they can't cook. And I was like, well, here, now what is your excuse? Right. It's And this is a thing. We can keep it simple. So many people want to tell themselves it's complicated and that story that it's complicated or it's hard is preventing them from having the health they want. Granted, you know, being a healthy person in today's world is like running the gauntlet. You know, my brain is trained to look for healthy things when I'm out there. So it's easy. Mm -hmm. But if my brain wasn't trained for that, it's so much easier to get junky food. That's not going to be good for you or find the excuses and what I've noticed more and more is when you look to your left and your right, there's more people that are unfit and unhealthy and unwell, especially across the border in the US, it's less so mm-hmm. um, in Canada, but we're going that way as well. So when you look around and you're like, well, everybody else is doing it, kind of that herd mentality. And I don't really know what is going to have to change for us to realize, um, you know, the importance of being responsible for our health. We get one body. Yeah. I, I also think that people have, in conversations with people, when I sit down with people, like they have this crazy relationship with food. Mm. Yeah. Like for me personally and for Jennifer, and I'm sure for you, food is just a function. Yeah, it's pretty neutral in my world. But for most people, many people, food is attached to, you know, they've got all these emotions wrapped around it. They've made it mean all these things. And food really has no meaning. It is, it is neutral. We need to eat it to live, to survive, but it's not love. It's not meant to soothe. It's not like, it's none of those things. It's just, it's, it's the mindset that they have to change and their mindset. It's just, they, they have this crazy thing with food. And, you know, I usually tell them that you, you have to change that and just look at your food as a function and look at it as, as, as something that's going to fuel your training and it's going to get you to where you need to be. Um, and going back to like, you know, how difficult it is to navigate trying to get like healthy food. And, you know, that's another thing that I tell them, like, you know, Anything that when you start something off, like everything is, is, is there's heavy lifting in the beginning. You know, it's not easy in the beginning. Nothing is easy in the beginning when you're first learning how to do it. You know, like when I, when I crossed over at, into to, to a personal trainer, it was a big difference from me just being a guy that went to the gym every day and, and worked out to like, now I have to apply this and, and, and write programs for people and figure out like how to help people. So there was a lot of heavy lifting in the beginning, but like now, you know, you put something in front of me and like, I mean, I, I don't even think about right. 
in the middle of a session, somebody says, oh, my shoulder hurts. I have like 20 different things that we could do to, to still skin the cat. So right. it's just, there, there is heavy lifting that has to be done in the beginning. But, you know, once you get it, you get it. And, and again, it goes back to um, people making things a lot bigger than they need to be. I think as, as humans too, we are hardwired for comfort. Well, and sure. if you want to make change in your life, a big part of it is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, you know, when you look out in our society, because we've made everything so easy, everything is grab and go, everything like, you know, you can just hit a button and Amazon's there. Not so much for you guys anymore, right? But oh, no. for most of us, like everything can just be there right now. And we're getting so used to that. When it's when it comes to reclaiming your health, though, you can't just insta- you can't just uh, Amazon Prime your health. It's no. going to take time. It's going to feel hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to create new habits and behaviors. But the consequences of not is if you end up getting sick, then what? Yeah. Right. That's going to cost you time. That's going to cost you energy. And look, I, I, I just, I, I was working, I'm working with someone right now. I'm working with him. He's doing online programming and, um, you know, I had to have to talk with him because it's like, we're, we're, we're at the third month and he's seen some results, but he could have seen better results if he really applied himself. And I'm like, listen, I know that you don't want to do this for aesthetic reasons, but you have a family and you're 50 years old. And what do you want to wait for a doctor to tell you to have to do this? Because when a doctor comes and tells you you have to do this, he's not going to, he's going to tell you, you can't, there's a whole bunch of things that you're not going to be able to do. There's a whole bunch of things that you're not going to be able to eat. So why not, while you still can eat things that you like, but just eat it in a certain way and eat this instead of that and still get enjoyment out of your food. And then every once in a while, you go down to Carbone and you have a big ass bowl of pasta. Right. But you know, like it, it's, it's, we do this, we do this for the Geritol years, not to look good. Like looking good is as if you eat right, like that's a byproduct, but we do this for the Geritol years. I don't want to be a 70 year old man, an 80 year old man, like walking with the cane and you know, looking like a question mark. I want to be like my dad. My dad is 89 years old and there's video of him from last summer dancing. Salsa. See, that's the thing. Your health gives you choice. Your health gives you choice as you get older. And for most of us, right? Unfortunately, we're not all super wealthy when we're 20, usually, right? It's like I've crossed 50 now and I'm like, wow, like life is just kicking off. And to think like, I need my health to stay like solid for years to come, because I've got a lot of things that I want to be able to do. And now I have the financial resources to do them. It would suck if I didn't have my health. I also love the fact that, you know, I can just decide I'm going to go skiing, even if I haven't skied in years, because I trust my body will be like, you can ski, you can climb the mountain, you can do the thing. I never think about it in terms of like, oh, my age, yet so many people do. And specifically women, like women hit a certain age and they literally think it's a rite of passage to feel like garbage and have their yeah. bodies fall apart. Like it's it's yeah. wild. And then they come together in this toxic bonding of why this is okay and this is normal. And it's not, and it doesn't need to be. It's not. And I think, you know, people like you and I have to just be out there and just, you know, proving 
that it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I, we both turned 50. I'm proud to say that I'm 50. You're constantly screaming it from the rooftop. I love it. Whereas, whereas, you know, other women from our grad, you know, from, from your graduating class probably wouldn't be screaming it as much as you do. But, you know, if, 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 if we continue to like be out there and just pushing the message that like it doesn't, you don't have to be this way. Guys that I grew up with that I played sports with are on medication now. Yeah. My friend, my fr one of my, one of my good friends has stents and he's only two years old, three years older than me. Has he changed his lifestyle? No. No, right? No. This is what I mean around the personal responsibility. The doctor will fix me. We'll we'll go on cholesterol medication. We'll put stints in. We'll do, you know, what other drugs do you have to fix me? And it, it's like literally putting a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. Like you are not going to have a long, healthy life. You're not going to get to do the things you want to do. Right. And like you, like, you know, I want to be able to get up and down off a toilet for as long as possible on my own. Yeah. I want to yeah. have a bath by myself. The, these simple things that you take for granted when you are healthy, as you get older, aren't as easy going up and down the stairs. So, you know, how you eat today, how you move your body today, the choices that you're making around your health are creating that future version of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell people where they can find you if they want to learn more about how you work with people. Cause you are a phenomenal trainer and you're just a phenomenal human. I would love for more people to find you and follow you. So where is the best place to do that? So they can find me on the Instagram bespoke underscore strength. Um, they can also hit my site. So it's bespoke, but it's without the E. So it's B S P O K E strength.com. Okay. And we'll put all of this in the um, show notes below. So it's easy for people to find you for anybody who's wanting to unravel their relationship with food. I have a program called weight loss from within. I don't teach it live anymore. It's still available. You can go to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WFW. The other day I was saying something and I'm like, you go to WWW <laughs> anymore me apparently. So anyways, it's uh forward slash WFW for weight loss from within, because there are, you know, I think for women, that is such a big part of just unraveling all the stories that you are telling yourself about food and your body that are keeping you stuck and from claiming the health that you want. This was really great because there's not a lot, you know, I don't talk about um, training or food very often anymore. It was a big part of my career for many years. And I, it's still, a big part of what I stand for and believe in yeah. is, is taking personal responsibility for our health. And I just want to see people age well and feel good. And uh, this work is so important. So I hope more people seek you out. I wish you nothing but amazing success and building out this phenomenal life. And I want to just like celebrate the fact that you guys are getting up at 6am because I know for Jen, she was like, Lisa, I don't know how you get out of bed at 4.15 in the morning. She's like, that's never happening for me. Jennifer was a big snoozer. Yeah. She used to love hitting that snooze button. Yeah. And um, now the alarm goes off and she's up and she's out of bed. And right. she, within five minutes, she's in her uh, walk down the beach clothes. Amazing. 
if I live there, I'd be walking down the beach too. So for anybody listening, you know, if you're a snoozer, if you hit snooze, I want you to consider that you have already failed yourself before you've even gotten out of bed. If you're hitting a snooze, like you've already started your day failing and consider how much that impacts you and where else in your life you are constantly failing yourself. Cause if we would just keep those promises to ourselves more often, we would have more success. So thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. We're going to have to do this again. I like to have repeat. Yes. 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 Talk about all things. So make sure you check out Jose, head over to the gram, give him a follow. And uh, if you're needing support in taking back your health and you want to work with a phenomenal online trainer, he is your man. Of course, he won't be able to bring food over to you. <laughs> he'll set you up with the strategies. All right. Thanks, thanks for tuning into this episode. Uh, if you loved it, please leave a rating and a review. It helps other listeners just like you find the show. And of course, if you know anybody who needs to hear this message and listen to this conversation, please make sure to share it. So until next time, take good care of you. And I will see you on the next episode.